Welcome to RCS. I'm Dan. And I'm Nick. Oh, we got it right this time. Well, we mean we got it right last time. <laughs> I, was, I actually listened to that episode just to hear that, like, because I knew the confusion in my mind, and it's, it's, it's nice to be thrown off every once in a while. So thank you for that so much, yeah. Uh, we're recording live at Drivers Club, which is a, I've seen a lot of new material out here. Another Safari 911, another Safari 911. Good problem. I don't, I, yeah, it's, I mean, there's worse problems to have, right? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I mean, I've always, I love that idea of taking a car that's so great on the road and being like, you know what? We're going to take it off road. Let's so, jump it. Let's jump it. Because <laughs> why not? So they're I, beautiful cars. Yeah. And somebody out there got uh, my last bike, the newest version, of course. There's a certain member who's got a Ducati Street Fighter. You would die. V4S. Yes, I would. That's the reason I don't ride street anymore. I, I think you and I both agree on that. And it's the fact that I will never own a street bike again. Like, definitely my dual sports and things like that. And my monkey will never leave. But um. <laughs> a little different animal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> Your monkey doesn't need active front spoilers. No, so it does. No, it barely. <laughs> if anything, it could use with more power. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. More downforce in the front probably wouldn't help the monkey. <laughs> No, you know, I, it could. I mean, it wouldn't be bad. I mean, with the, with the shock still blowing, it, you know, it still dips. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's true. <laughs> Brian Elitz did prove you can wheelie one everywhere. <laughs> I, you know, eventually we are going to get that content out. But there's a really good part in there where Brian talks about wheeling from the episode, and then you see this video of him like almost go off the road trying to wheelie. So yeah, we should talk about that. We are going to have a really really cool video coming up that I yeah. cannot wait to get out. It's coming actually pretty soon. It's almost done. Okay. So it just you know, video editing takes a while, but. Not to say, there's no shortage of eye candy at Drivers Club. Well, Dan, Dan and I have been doing the soundtrack, I mean, personally at home, singing yeah. in the shower for the, the monkey yeah. runs. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, uh, yes, we are recording at Drivers Club, but we are brought to you by Avance, Carter Subaru, Grios Garage, the official car care provider of Rain City Supercars, RCS10 for 10% off anything at Grios Garage, our friends at Haggerty, Rainier Beer, America's Automotive Trust, and Salvo Design, who helped us with our latest t-shirt. Yeah, and I do want to bring... Which you haven't seen. Uh, uh, yeah, which you haven't seen, yeah, which you will. Uh, I want to say, Dan and I will be at Grios this Saturday for mm-hmm. their Italian... Uh, I forget, it's Italian car show. Yeah. Uh, from 8 to 10, so we'll be have the booth set up down there. She could come down and say hi to us, so... Yeah, make sure you use our code there, though, RCS10, and... Uh, yeah, give us a like and a subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen to, but uh, give us a rating, please. We yeah. Appreciate that. <laughs> so give us something. Okay, so uh, you've obviously looked at our ratings uh, yeah. on iTunes, and there's one rating where <laughs> it's really nice, but they gave us two stars, and I'm like, what? <laughs> it's he's like, like my favorite show. He's like, this two is my stars. favorite show, and I'm like, oh, okay, maybe we'll go back and review that. Uh, exactly. <laughs> thanks. Gee, thanks. Okay. <laughs> Click the wrong button. Why don't you go back and try again? <laughs> Made me laugh. Though. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Other than that, I haven't done a whole lot. So you haven't? No. I mean, I'm, it's all house stuff. I haven't done car stuff. I did get the winch, uh, the new Factor Fifty Five uh, Flat Link Pro. Flat Link, or yeah, okay. yeah, Flat Link Pro. On there. You like it? Have you used it yet? Have you? I mean, well, no, I haven't had a chance to pull anything. With you the haven't yet. even like attached it to a tree and tried to pull your car around, across the yard yet. I mean, I know <laughs> no, you. Come I know on, I need to. Like, <laughs> you find there is something. a tree I got to drag. Exactly. So. Come on, so. you know. The deer will watch you and film you for you. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, drove, I had to go down and see a, a dentist in Portland this weekend. Um, yeah, I should have stayed here. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Scary area. Didn't but, hit uh, somebody living on the road? I didn't. You know, it's, yeah, it is as a joke. Though. But I if mean, you haven't they, been there in a while, it's... I mean, nuts. yeah, it's it's absolutely nuts. It's I would suggest stay on the freeways. Don't you know? It's unfortunate because I really like Portland. I was yeah. really hungry too, and I wanted to get something to eat, but I just I got off and I was like, nope, gonna get right back on. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. 
Yeah. Um, for this week's Carter Subaru tip of the week, uh, we're going to pick up where we left off two episodes ago. Okay. Our request where we were talking about LKQ parts, mm-hmm. which are which stands for like, kind, and or quality, which means never like quality, but always like kind <laughs> for the record. Um, so if people don't know, I used to work in the body shop business for several years and uh, actually as an estimator. And depending on which insurance company you have and depending on the type of vehicle you have, you can get a something on your estimate that will say LKQ bumper, LKQ headlight. Well, those all suck. Um, sometimes it's your only option. And here's where the weird things in those come up. So depending on which insurance company you have and the year of your vehicle, it will, it will be in your policy. But like if you have a 2020, you're not going to get LKQ parts. They're going to give you brand new parts almost across the board. But if it's sometimes three years or older or five years or older, sometimes LKQ comes into the mix. We talked about in that episode that it's almost always to get a used part from a junkyard and then have the body shop refinish it. So, I mean, even if it's not the same color, it doesn't matter. They'll make it right. If you've got a half-decent painter or body guy, it doesn't matter. But OEM sheet metal, OEM headlights, across the board universally are better than aftermarket. Um, Well, there's a reason that your insurance company wants you to buy the cheap, crappy parts because it's going to save them money. Save some money, better margins, Mm -hmm. right. And so... If you can, look for this in your policy. A lot of companies at the time, this is a long time ago, so I don't know if this is still true, but State Farm was good about OEM um, only or only if there was an exception. You had to write an exception if there was an LKQ part. Sometimes the like the wait for a new headlight would be forever if it was a weird vehicle. Um, those Infinity headlights, remember those? Yeah. Those, all those little mini projectors in them, those were impossible to get from unless they were from a junkyard. Sometimes you can get somebody to rebuild them. But anyway... Um, one of the th- I just want to talk about actually some of the issues I've ran into with this and how you can work with your insurance company if you see this. Almost every single time I got a bumper, not I don't mean a core support because the crash parts usually have to be OEM, but a bumper cover, typically I saw the primer failing all, almost across the board about probably half the time an, an OEM one would. So like uh, you'd spray paint on it and then it wouldn't stick because the primer, the, they come pre-primed from the, the company, would almost always fail. Uh, headlights never fit as well, ever. You can get really picky on this. If you're going to... Be the squeaky wheel. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You may not have a choice if you have like an older car. So if you got like, you know, a 90s Civic and you get hit in the front, they might throw an LKQ headlight on there. You're not going to have as much room to negotiate. Well, you can always, and we said that too, and that's one thing I learned. When, when they come to you with an estimate, like the insurance company comes back and says, we want to give you this, you can say no. Yeah. You can negotiate. That's, that's part of it. Even if it's in your policy, you can negotiate and ask yeah. for Nice things. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say that sometimes the only rare, like rare exception I saw is when a a car had a factory spoiler that would get damaged and then you'd get an aftermarket one. Usually those were pretty close to the same. Yeah. (laughs) It's not, but that's about it. And your body shop, if the estimator is working for you, is probably going to argue for you. There was plenty of times I had parts come in that they'd be like, okay, Q headlight come in and I would pick that thing apart compared to the factory one because if it didn't fit the way it was good, I wasn't going to warranty the work. Yeah. and send it out the door because that just makes us look bad as the body shop. So, Well, and I think that says a lot too. If, you, if you're taking it to a body shop and, and they will, they'll, they'll try to force you to go to their body shops for their prices and things yeah. like that, you can always ask. But like, and I will say this is, they're not a sponsor of the show, but Queen City has always gone to bat for me for everything yeah. that's ever happened. Yep, I've had work done there it's too. It's one of those things where, it, you know, I, I'll get the insurance company to come back and say this happened and, I'll, and I just, they deal with it. They, they call them, they figure it out, they, you know. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah, Queen City R and R again. We don't have yeah. a, we don't have a body shop sponsor, but they do a good job. And we yeah. try to stay away from those companies, to be honest, <laughs> <Right> <laughs> for on. our own reasons. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But anyway, that's the thing. If you see aftermarket parts on your estimate, you can argue with your insurance company. Like I said, if you have an older vehicle or a vehicle that doesn't hold a lot of value, you are not going to have as much room to wiggle. But if you have a newer vehicle, don't settle. Yeah. And if you do, you better ask for that uh, diminished value because you are entitled to it in the state of Washington. So make sure you ask for it. Even if it's like a, a new Camry, if you get hit, you're going to want a diminished value claim. And if they want to try and throw aftermarket parts on it, you're going to add that to your diminished value claim. Yeah. So Good that's my Carter Subaru tip of the week. Uh, be your own advocate. <laughs> Fight for your rights. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our guest today uh, has been in the automotive industry directly and indirectly since before he could drive, which is a cool, cool story. Daniel Pilling, welcome to the show. Or Thank Dan. you. Thanks. Yeah. You can knock off the accent now. <laughs> <laughs> I learned it from Carl. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, even his is bad. Uh, oh, speaking of get well soon, Carl, he's out sick right now, yeah. so we... We miss him. I told him, stop screwing around with Badgers, but he won't do it. It's like, he keeps trying to fight him in his backyard. It's like, he moved gonna, to North Bend. You're going to lose. <laughs> Those Badgers are tough. So, yeah. Let's uh, start with that early story. Uh, you sent me a, a great email. Uh, so, when you were 14, you learned to drive where? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, when I was 14, I got behind the wheel of a, a Ford Escort at Browns Hatch. Um, and it was an early drive program, and uh, yeah, I learned to drive stick at 14, which was pretty cool. On a racetrack? On a racetrack. Well, that sucks. I, I, I don't, I don't see, how do you do that? Like, it's like, oh, we'll teach them to race on a racetrack. When they go to the street, they're going to be feeling like they're in a race car on a racetrack. <laughs> Whee! Did, you, did, did that happen? Did you, I, I feel like if I learned to drive on a racetrack, I would be a horrible on-the-street driver. Not that I'm that good of an on-the-street driver, but yeah. Yeah, I didn't really get onto the street till legally but okay. my, my parents used to take me driving as well in fields and you know that sort of stuff so sure. lots of experience before actually hitting the road and um but these these cars were um escort xr3i so in the uk that was a pretty quick car um so they had a program where you could sign up and and drive these cars on the track before you could legally drive them on the street which was pretty cool so were you always the kid that had i mean i, I don't i don't know if it transcribes but did you have hot wheels and things like that were you the big car k- kid I was a big car kid, didn't really have Hot Wheels, okay. um, but uh, from that age onwards, totally into cars. So yeah. I would write to all the car manufacturers, go visit them, <laughs> be a bit of a pain. So, uh, <laughs> you know, when I was doing my, my studies, my early studies, when I was 14, 15, um, I went to the factory where they produced the XJ220. Um, so that wow. was a Tom Walkinshaw factory for Jaguar. Um, saw them kind of pull that together. Uh, I went to Jaguar, and uh, the Discovery was just coming out—the very first Discovery. So, you know, it was all about the passion, all about writing, and uh, yeah, it was um, a few great experiences. Most of them were actually more fun in the cars. So, I went to Ford in Dagenham, and they took me out in a uh, a Cosworth. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a, a lot of t- kids get away from that. I mean, I remember doing that writing like it was like right when AOL came out, like the early 90s and stuff. And I was writing to car companies to learn about cars and things like oh, that. Yeah. But like you can still do that. Like they, they want to see passion in young individuals and they will usually find if you bother them enough, they'll be like, OK, if you're in the area, you know, some low level executive assistant will come down and <laughs> let you into the building. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <it's> very, very <laughs> lucky. And then yeah. uh, when I got to the age of 17, I managed to get a work experience at Porsche Cars, Great Britain. Um, so this was in the PR department. A very long story, but it was actually through football or soccer, as you guys would call it. Um, but my brother's soccer team was actually sponsored by Porsche. Um, so I managed to talk to someone at an event that was a football event, soccer event. Sorry, guys. No, no, um, no you're good. Yeah. And ended up doing work experience uh, at Porsche Cars, Great Britain, for two weeks in their PR department. Uh, so 
Were they the Lamborghini dealer trip too, you said? Yeah, so okay. they also yeah. imported Lamborghini at the time. Um, so I didn't really know what to expect. Did these two weeks there, and during the second week, um, the head of PR tells me, right, tomorrow we're going to go filming with Top Gear. So, you know, talk about... Never, heard of, it. Never heard of it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so uh, we, I had a, uh, a little Ford Fiesta at the time. So I drove it to like a, a service station, met up with the head of PR who pulls up in a 911 Turbo. <laughs> we head up to the, the test track. Um, we were actually filming a Lamborghini that never got made. Uh, it was a Lamborghini called the Lamborghini Carla, and it was an Atel design. So huh. at the time, this is the 90s, there was the Diablo, uh, and Lamborghini were kind of toying with doing a smaller version of the Diablo. Um, so we had... Uh, filming with uh, a Diablo and this Lamborghini Carla, which was a, an Atel design concept car. So it never got made, um, but they flew the designer, uh, Fabrizio Giorgio, over from Italy. Uh, it was a Top Gear presenter called Tiff Nadell, so we didn't get Clarkson or uh, any of the other folks. Man, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually spent more time talking to the designer and had more kind of a, an affinity with him, and we were talking about designs and stuff than I did the Top Gear presenter. But you know, an absolutely amazing work experience, internship, whatever you want to call it. But uh, yeah, so from an early age, lots of passion. Right into your local car companies. Maybe you'll end up on Top Gear or at Top Gear. <laughs> you know, you know, it's Who funny knows? if you're. You, you, one of our younger listeners around here, and you do want to get involved, uh, America's Automotive Trust, LeMay, actually has a lot for young people to do while they're down there. Not just like play with cars, you know, little mini cars. Like they have a lot of really educational stuff. And if you want to get your feet wet, those are the guys to go start with. Absolutely. I'm going to ask you more about how you moved that to your career now. Like how did you, how did that progression start and go? I mean, obviously it started there, but yeah, like it seems like you've done automotive basically your whole life. Yeah, pretty much. So that I guess at the end of that, I was 17 when I did the filming with Top Gear. Um, and that was a bit of an inflection point in terms of, do I go down the car route and go and get employed in an automotive company and follow that passion? Or do I try and do something around computers and earn enough money to fuel the passion, if that makes sense? Yeah. Um, so I decided to go down the, the route of uh, computers. Um, I ended up at Microsoft after a college degree. Um, and, and all the way through, there's always been opportunities, and I've always found those opportunities and, and managed to kind of make things of them. So Microsoft has been the, the ticket to help that and enable that. But, uh, it, you know, it's all been about following your passion and, and, and seeing where it takes you. Yeah, I say there's no shortage of uh, car enthusiasts at Microsoft, and always has been. It's just been, they kind of go hand in hand. I think we kind of missed it. What is your official role with Microsoft now? Uh, so as of today, I'm just transitioning, but oh. uh, for the last three years, I've been uh, looking after the automotive industry from an engineering perspective. So okay. uh, I work in a commercial software engineering group, uh, and we're focused on different industries. And I'm actually now transitioning to move more towards media and communications. Oh, okay. Oh, very, very cool. Okay. All right, well, let's take our first break, and we'll talk more about your, well... Many, many other parts of your history that we have not touched on, and there's a lot, so we'll be right back. We spend an average of 8 hours and 41 minutes a day facing screens. Laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something greater? Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty for people who love cars. And we're back and we're talking about your, uh, well, Twitter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Twitter changed the world. Oh, oh Twitter. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, Twitter got me involved in Formula One. Um, 
So I'm sure there's lots of great stories around Twitter, but this one specifically, um, I was tweeting something about Microsoft had recently signed a Dynamics partnership with the Lotus Formula One team. And I tweeted about it, and suddenly I get a tweet back from the deputy CIO at at the Lotus factory. Hey, do you want to come tour the factory? (laughs) That's not the sort of thing you turn down, is it? Yeah. Okay, so write those car companies through Twitter, I guess. (laughs) We'll update that, yeah. Yeah. Or or maybe TikTok it now. Or TikTok it, yeah, Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, Tweets usually don't end well. (laughs) That's been a poor history, but it has been a positive. Yeah. Yeah. So this one worked. Yeah, so I, I Julie did the tour and, and, and met some folks. And uh, the day I went was a pretty cool day because um, Roman Grosjean, who was the driver at the time, was actually in the factory. So did the tour. We then had lunch in the, in the canteen, which is a pretty standard canteen. And we sat at this table and at the other end of the table comes and sits Roman Grosjean. So, like, so your kind of mouth's open, you're like... Um, but that, that relationship just evolved over time. Um, became really friendly with a number of folks and the industry is pretty small once you're kind of inside Mm -hmm. it Um, so you know the folks that I I became friendly with moved off to other teams Um, on the work side of things I kind of helped out so I used to have a desk at Enstone which is the home of the Lotus F1 team Um, so I used to be able to go up there and uh, and work from there occasionally which was pretty cool Uh, I helped them specifically with some of their technical uh, things they were trying to do technically, so bringing them onto Azure and, and that sort of stuff. Um, I then helped the other folks who'd left that team and went to other teams. So, you know, got a relationship with the CIO of Williams and the CIO of Mercedes. So, you know, it worked really well. And, uh, you know, the, the partnership that we had, I was kind of doing the unofficial stuff, not the official stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so we would do things like when Microsoft would have a technical conference uh, for customers, we would bring some of the team from their IT department and join us at the event, and we would host them in an Airbnb. And you know, it was just yeah. all about sort of unofficial partnership stuff. Uh, so that was pretty cool. So you know, have been kind of working with those guys for probably seven or eight years now. Um, I miss it's one of the things I miss about the UK not being able to go and call in and stuff. Um, but obviously, there's a Grand Prix once a year here, so. Yeah. I was going to say, when did you move from the UK to here? I've been here six years. Okay, um, so not too long then. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, a little while. It's a good place to be. I mean, I understand why. I mean, obviously, as your childhood and growing up there and how easy it would be to somewhat, you're already in Europe to be able to go see the teams especially. But that sounds like a horrible place to have a, a desk with the Lowe's team. I mean, it's just, you know. <laughs> Nothing interesting sucked. ever going on. Yeah, exactly. You're going to go in that back room with no windows. Can I get one of the window, please? Yeah. <laughs> It's, yeah. it's funny you mentioned it's such a small world. The automotive space is exceedingly small. It's amazing how small it is. And if you've ever been to Quail, especially down in Monterey, we always tell it's like, there's a reason it's 600 bucks plus a ticket because you'll run into everybody you never thought you would run into at Quail. Yeah. Like Formula One drivers, any, any kind of motorsports enthusiasts or designers, you know, they're just walking around. It's one of the best things ever. So, but um, speaking of awesome events where you run into people, you worked Goodwood, which has always been a dream of mine to go do. Yeah, yeah. So uh, one year Microsoft was launching Windows 7. Uh, and what better way to launch Windows 7 than to have a supercar paddock? Yeah, yeah I mean, it was a great way to launch to consumers. But, Absolutely. Um, we had a stand. We had, uh, we had supercars being driven onto the stand sort of every two hours. 
Um, it was when, and I can never pronounce the name, but the Pagani Hawaii is that Waira? Waira. Waira. I'm, I, yeah, none of us Who can knows? pronounce it either. There we go. The, the God of Wind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one. Yeah, that guy. That, yeah, that guy that, got, <laughs> got put onto the stand, and then Horatio Pagani turns up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've run um, into him a few times. Yeah, <laughs> with the Waira actually. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he he was on. Apparently, stand he's for everywhere a while. at that thing. Yeah. 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 So so working Goodwood was fun. Um, didn't get to go to the parties. I hear that there are amazing parties at Goodwood. Like every year, they have a theme and they they kind of host it, and it's kind of VIPs only. I feel like Goodwood is always going on. Like, I don't know why. Like, it's either like I'm catching up on it and I feel like, you know, it, obviously you look forward to it every year, you know, seeing what the, what the, the statue is going to be or what they're, you know, what, who crashed into the hay bales with their newest, you know, concept that wasn't supposed to be going fast, but was things like that. So, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I think it's because there's just highlights. There's so many highlights from Goodwood. You see them all year long. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, there's two events on my list, Goodwood and the Isle of Man TT. Those are two of like my bucket list events that I'm trying to go to. I'm yeah. fine with Island Man and TT, but I want to sit way off the road. <laughs> you don't want to get hit by a bike. I don't want to be anywhere near an hour. Like, you know, I, I think I say there's the only person that's crazier fans than like the World Rally Championship fans are people people on the Island Man. Like WRC cars going by, yeah, I get it, but like the Island Man, it's like you, you could taste that guy going by. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. What's been your favorite so far? Actually, all these events, all the. Um, I've, I've had some really good events that well, I'll come on to in a while um, down at Pebble with the Peterson. Oh, yeah. Um, so maybe talk about that in a while if that sounds cool. Um, but I did, uh, 2016, I went to Austin uh, for the Formula One. And, um, you know, I mentioned that I got all these relationships. Uh, so I went as a regular guest. I'd bought my own tickets. Um, I get on a plane to go to Austin and the CIO of Williams sends me a text we've got you a pass for the Sunday. And and I just thought that was a, you know, a paddock pass, you know, mm-hmm. paddock club. And, I just you know. want his telephone number now. <laughs> 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 just the CEO yeah. of Williams, yeah. nobody you've ever heard of. Um, so, yeah, so I got on this plane, wasn't expecting anything, landed, got a pass to the Sunday. I thought it was just a regular pass. It wasn't. Um, I then, on the Friday night, someone delivered paddock passes for us for the Renault team. So the weekend went from... Uh, regular attendee to Paddock Club, which is the the kind of the champagne event. And then the Sunday, I was actually part of the team for Williams. So my pass had to have a photo of me on it. And um, But, you know, we rocked up early. We were um, having breakfast with the families. So at the time, it was Bottas and uh, Felipe Massa. Yeah. Um, could walk out onto the, the pits. You know, no one could stop you type thing. Um, saw an amazing race. Unfortunately, it wasn't the best race for Williams, but uh, then uh, I was under the podium, so the podium's up quite high, uh, and it was just at the time when they were doing the shoey. So um, I think Daniel Ricciardo started at the race before, uh, but essentially he would take his boot off, oh, yeah, yeah. fill it with champagne, mm-hmm. um, and at the time they oh. had Gerard Butler <laughs> as the guest, ah. and he doesn't drink. No. So someone next to me threw up a can of Red Bull. Daniel Ricciardo caught it, opened it, put it into his shoe, and handed it to Gerard Butler to down. So, um, <laughs> so that that was probably one of the best weekends I've ever had, and it's one of the reasons why I don't like going to the Formula One races because I'll never have that experience. Everything's again. a disappointment now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to Formula One this year. I'm probably going to have the experience he expected to have. <laughs> go to the back, okay? <laughs> you need to go with Carl. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I I was I had talked to Carl about it. Um, I don't think he can make it this year, but uh, yeah, Carl has a tendency. Just he's, get in, thanks. Well, he's just a slithery snake. I mean, he's just. There's times <laughs> when I'll be like, "How do you get over there? Like, what?" 
<laughs> so yeah, every track day I, ever. Well, he, I, he had that experience when he was telling us about that when he was down there, and he was all of a sudden he had like climbed through a fence somewhere and was you know on the pit row, and I was next yeah. to him. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, and I didn't follow him. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a couple of years later, and we went. Uh, and he's actually there's a really amazing photo he took. So we're uh, we're in the stands, but we're at the front row, and the sun's behind us, so there's shadows. So we're all kind of like waving our hands up. And then as Lewis Hamilton's car goes by, he takes this perfect photo of the car in shot, all our hands in the background as shadows. Um, <laughs> so we'll have to get him to share that. But uh, you he, need to go with Carl. He always tells us that you, you find your background and you wait for the <laughs> foreground to happen. That's the one thing he's ever, uh, ever taught us. I've never been able to take a photo like Carl will. I, I, no. I never will be able to. I keep staring at the background. Nothing comes in the foreground. So, I'm, you know, so <laughs> But yeah. Tell us, uh, well, you hinted to it. What's the Peterson story? Yeah, so uh, been here six years, and I guess about four or five years ago, um, I managed to get an invite to go and have a look around the Petersons. The Peterson is an automotive museum in LA, for those that aren't aware. Yeah. I guess most uh, listeners will be aware. Almost as good um, as LeMay. <laughs> they have the Pope Mobile <laughs> that sits next to Saddam Hussein's vehicle. So, you know, yep. heaven and hell literally in the basement. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we're not being, selling yeah. it short. Exactly. We love you the know, Peterson. It's gorgeous, yeah. Yeah, yeah so uh, Microsoft actually sponsors part of the Peterson. Yeah. Um, and also the Forza team sponsor part of the Peterson as well. So I went down for a tour, got on very well with the folks down there, you know, just car people. Um, then got invited to go to one of their gala dinners. Um, and it's just snowballed from there. So lots of stories about the Peterson. And I don't want to bore everyone. Um, let's, you know. It's a car show. You can talk about car stories. Okay, so, <laughs> so the first one was the dinner, I guess. So we, um, I get invited to this gala dinner. Every year they do a, a gala dinner, and um, you, know, you never know who's going to turn up. Uh, I mean, I got a selfie with uh, Tim Allen, <laughs> and, <laughs> and we've got the car from Cars in the background. Um, oh, nice. Okay. So to bumped into him, got a selfie. But anyway, I'm at this table, and when I moved out here, my knowledge of car culture in the U.S. wasn't great, and it's still not great, and it's something I'm kind of learning. Um, but I'm sat at this table, and I don't know who's next to me. So I talked to a couple on one side, and their surname's Gurney. <laughs> oh. and, um, What's his first name, Dan? <laughs> the father was. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and it's probably just as well I was ignorant, because I, you know, the conversation may have been like, very different. Oh. Do you know who you are? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I you know, had a common ground around Formula One, but like, no idea who, and it, it's my ignorance. On the left-hand side of me, there's a gentleman called Jeff, and his surname is Wart, um, oh. and he's a bit of a photographer, apparently, and again, I had no idea of his work. You know, okay. The week later, I'm watching uh, Pike's Peak with uh, the Hoonigan car, and apparently he choreogra choreographer, can't say the word. Choreographed. Thank you. Yeah, that uh, one. Gotcha. So, so I'm at this dinner and talking to these folks who are obviously pretty big in, in the car world and had no idea. I think that's actually that wonderful, because yeah. I think... You know, uh, Dan and I have had the opportunity to be around a lot of people, and it's like they're normal people. But and if you're not, you know, I know there are people. But I would be sitting there, and if I knew where I was, I'd, I'd be like, "Oh God, I don't want to talk to either one of them. I'll say something stupid." But that was me talking to the Paganis. I didn't know that Paganis was like because I'm we're at, we're at uh, um, Concorso Italiano, and so it's like Italians are everywhere. Mm. Like that doesn't surprise me. And like somebody's got an Italian accent, I'm just drooling over this Pagani that rolls up, and I'm talking to this one girl, and uh, who's with them, and talking cars and stuff, and she was just a uh, so we we're talking about Formula One or something, and and then she says his name. She's like, "Hey, show," and I'm like, "What? <laughs> oh, you know him too? Yeah." <laughs> She's like, "Oh, that that was cool." Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, wasn't her last name Pagani? No. This was, uh, oh. she was, I think, she was with them, oh, okay. just traveling with them. I don't know what uh, her relationship enough. was yeah. with them, but it was funny. Still. Yeah, we're just talking Small about world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I wanted to ask you more about this, because as much as a motorcycle guy that I am, I haven't heard much about Moto America. And it was one of the things you uh, talked about a little bit. And I know it's um, it's a U.S.-specific racing series, kind of like, I, I guess I want to say Superbike, but yep. yet not. Um, yeah, Moto I America mean, being su- about America, that's weird. Mm. Well, it's an American racing series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so through the Peterson, and kind of all roads lead back to the Peterson, um, some of the board members are are owners of the series. So um, this oh, is okay. uh, a series for in different classes, including superbikes, and uh, they travel the US and, and put on races. Um, so two years ago when COVID hit, I managed to attend uh, the race at the Ridge. Uh, and, you know, being a Formula One guy, really into the, the four wheels, I was curious and, and actually really enjoy now the, the sort of two wheels, not a bike in myself. And then this year I drove down to Laguna for uh, the race that they had there, and it was a much bigger scale event than than the event at the Ridge. But um, you know, just g- good fun. I can't believe what those folks can do with those bikes. Uh, they also have a Baggers series, so these are Harley Davidsons going round. Uh, okay, now you're, talking. now you're talking. Now you're talking. That'd be really fun to watch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, Dragon bags. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> these guys are. You know, I, I call them like you know, they're just they're just on a different level. Especially the guys on the Harley Davidsons because the amount of weight you've got to think about and move and yeah, I think they have got a chromosome missing or something. Are they ra- <laughs> are the bikes set up for racing or are they just? I mean. Yeah, that's got to be the most comfortable race car uh, or ever. <laughs> you get off and you're like, my back feels good. I've been listening to the radio the whole time. Uh, you know? Yeah. Um, it's got a little uh, cold, though. I turned on the heated grips. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you want to race cold. Yeah. But, so. yeah, I mean, it's 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 something that, I've, you know, I've started to enjoy. And, you know, next year, maybe we'll go up to the ridge and, and watch them. Yeah. I mean, I... I Watching cars go through Laguna Seca is something. Watching bikes go through the cor- corkscrew is insane. Some of those, I mean, you know, dragging knees through there is incredible. Yeah, even at the ridge, though, I mean, I've got to, there's probably a few cops out there. Because if you've ever seen cops on baggers, like, nobody can handle a bagger like a cop. It's amazing to watch. Oh, like the performance, the, the videos where they do, they show them? Yeah, I guess yeah the way those yeah. guys can move around those bikes is amazing. Probably yeah. nobody has more seat time than <laughs> either, though, so. It's comfortable seat time. Yeah. Yeah. Got a donut holder. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I'm not wrong. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think, a lot of those guys do, yeah. <laughs> Donut holder, radar gun holder, what else you need? Uh, <laughs> do you get many cops listening to this show? Oh, all the time. We do, we do. Yeah, we have a lot of cops. <laughs> That's why we, we're using your name, not ours. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. We, yeah. we have a lot of police friends and family, so it's, uh, yeah. They know what they have. Yeah. <laughs> now, in your more recent, uh, say, outside of your professional life, what are you doing in the automotive world? Yeah, so doing a couple of things. So doing more with the Peterson. Um, when COVID hit, obviously they had to shut down the museum and oh couldn't yeah. have yeah. Uh, couldn't have attendees for a while. Um, so they switched their strategy to digital, uh, and I helped them in terms of source some of the local car collections up here and get those filmed. Um, so we did Peter Gleason's uh, collection early on. Oh yeah, um, one of the, the best. No, that was one of our favorite episodes too. We interviewed Peter right after he had done it, and he was talking about walking around with the camera by himself. And he's like, "I don't think I did that good of a job." (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But the funny thing with that one is, um, it was a two-part video, and 
it was his iPhone and then my iPhone for a little bit more of the footage, and I think it's had something like eighty thousand views. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, you think of it doesn't need to be high quality. Well, but, know, he, but he high was quality. he was bashing on himself. He's uh, like, I just was walking. Yeah. I don't even know if the car was in frame half the time. Because like, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they sent him an iPhone or something to uh, to do it. Uh, the gimbal. They the sent gim- him they the gimbal. gimbal. That's what yeah. it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we, I helped them with that. Um, been doing some stuff with them around. I hosted one of their board meetings. That was pretty cool. Um, so we have got a facility down in LA that uh, Microsoft generally uses for the film industry, and I managed right. to secure it for a board meeting. Uh, and um, the the board of the Peterson Museum is is pretty spectacular in terms of um, you know they're very privileged to have a board that is you know a number of Pebble Wheat winners, um, a number of industry luminaries. Um, so you know it was quite quite squ- scary to kind of go and host that board meeting, but hosted the board meeting and um, you know it's the, the folks have just got these amazing car collections. Yeah. So then we had dinner and I just sat there like a, a school kid and you know when you're a, a kid and your parents are like you know you just be quiet and listen and I was happy to kind of be quiet and listen you know hearing stories of 250 GTI membership, hearing stories of McLaren F1 uh, you know ownership, all that sort of stuff and. You know, these folks are just car people, so they're really friendly, really approachable. And, you know, you get to talk to someone about what it's really like to own a McLaren F1 or, yeah, it's just an amazing experience. So that that was pretty cool. We've, we've been at many a dinner where I'm just like, I'm going to shut up. I'm <laughs> just going to let it happen. <laughs> like, yeah. okay, sure. I mean, but that, I think that's the fun part of being, you know, just being able to be there and listen to these stories of somebody that's trying to regale you. I mean, I remember doing that with Barry Maguire, and I'm just like, just keep talking. Like, I'm not even going to ask you questions. You can say anything, and I will listen. Yeah. Yeah. So. What do you think you're going to do going forward? Yeah, what do you want to be when you grow yeah. up? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do, do you really want to do? Yeah. Well, <laughs> on, the, on the fun stuff that's the, not the day job, I, um, I'm still doing more with the Peterson. So just come back from Pebble. Um and uh, done Pebble twice with them. Uh, and it's always a great experience and always one where you're working plus. So you're helping out, plus you're enjoying the benefits of being with them at Pebble. So um, this year, just gone like three weeks ago, I think you were down at Pebble. Yeah. You? yeah. yeah. Um, we did a rally up from the museum for two days up to Pebble. Uh, we then went around Bruce Canapa's uh, factory, which was oh, pretty yeah. cool. Um, the things he's doing with those 959s are just unbelievable yeah. yeah I've met him a couple times over the years yeah <laughs> thank you for your sacrifice by the way I yeah. really appreciate <laughs> you doing <laughs> yeah, this you know, this uh, isn't hatred in my eyes at all well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like next year we'll have to sort some invites and, oh yeah uh, yeah exactly <laughs> twist our arm um, we, we'll, we'll gladly show for you anywhere you want to go sir <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I yeah. was in a, a Honda HRV with all the equipment in the back so it wasn't it still counts I mean, yeah um, but we did the we did the quail um, and uh, you know talked about F1 drivers being there. We saw Jensen Button launching the, yeah. the Radford. Um, we managed to. I managed to see a, a car collection that was near the Quail that was uh, uh, no cameras uh, and all that sort of stuff. And this car collection had a 250 GTO. So there's a lot was, hiding in the hills over there. Yeah. People don't know about. Um, I met the armed guards at the gate a couple of times. Right. Uh, <laughs> Sam so was driving Valentino Balboni around and ended up in some mafia like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Might as well have been like oh, those yeah. guys. The guys at the gates, and I'm like. With guns. Yeah. I'm like, oh, all right. It's <laughs> that kind of party. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, but the good news is I think it was in my car. So they've got my license uh, plate. Okay. So it's, it's fine. fine. Yeah. <laughs> We're good. Yeah. So so we did uh, we did the car collection. Um, we also went to the, the Saturday, we went to the uh, the track mm-hmm. um, and watched all the classics race at the track and mm-hmm. stuff. And you just never know who you're going to see there. Um, 
so we, we bumped into Chip Connor, who's a big car collector. Um, obviously, Bruce Canepa's there in force. Um, I didn't see him, but Zach Brown was there, um, which is you know pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then Sunday, we did the Dawn Patrol. Um, oh, it's cool. I've done that, yeah. So um, for those not familiar with Dawn Patrol, um, you know, on the Sunday at the golf course is where everyone shows the cars. But in order to show the cars, the majority of them get driven onto the golf course, which, in my view, is the best use of a golf course ever. Right. Um, <laughs> I agree. That and motocross. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that was allowed at Pebble. Yeah. Probably um, not. But uh, so you get up super early and you're, you know, you're there. Um, your uh, Haggerty provide donuts. And yep. coffee, so you get your donut and your coffee, and uh, you watch these cars come onto the lawn. And uh, did you do the walk-in too? Did you do like a lot of people will start and walk the green all the way in? We ha- we have a kind of secret plan where we come in from a different entrance. That's mm. that's smart. Yeah. So we didn't do the walk-in. I think is what you're talking about. Well, yeah, because it, it used to be if you walked in and you got there early enough, nobody really checked for a ticket. Yes. They, they have since rat- ratified that. But uh, yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. security was. Really beefed up this year, uh-huh. metal detectors and everything. But yeah. uh, ours was more about getting secure parking sure. early before you get onto the lawn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but our own Peter Gleason had a car on the lawn. He did. Um, he took second or something. Was yeah, his car. yeah, he took second. Um, so saw him briefly and, you know, the amount of... Uh, the amount of love and effort he was putting into that car along with his wife Jennifer on the on the lawn was just, you know, and for him to get second was fantastic. Yeah. I told him I wanted to have hot dogs with him in the back seat. He did not call me back. I don't know why. <laughs> so crazy. Peter Plus back. got a hot dog Peter. holder. Yeah. 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 Seen he him can in a talk while. about the Pebble experience. Yeah. 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 He's, his episode, we did a two part episode with Peter pretty early on. I think it was in the episode 50s, maybe. I think somewhere in there, 40s or 50s. And yeah. Some of our best ones. Um, now, you are a car guy all the way through. You're not just in the industry. I want to talk more about that. Uh, you have a pretty uh, unicorn of a perfect Porsche. Yeah, I mean, it's not as unicorn as well, many, but... No, but it is the right configuration, like to say. Yeah, so um, the dream from 17 was to own a 911. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was in the UK, I owned a Boxster, um, mo- sold that to move to the US, uh, and about a year ago, I found a, a 911, 991.1 C4S coupe with a three pedals and a gear stick. Um, so that's that was the dream car, and I've now got it. So love driving that at weekends. That's not your that's your weekend, your weekend car. Okay. Yeah. What, what is so now that you've obtained the dream? What's the next dream car? <laughs> uh, I mean, I'd love a GT. Okay. Something GT with a manual. Yeah. But, uh, they get more and more expensive every day. Yes, they do. But uh, I mean, it's the perfect Northwest car though. Because you've got the oval drive, you've got the manual. We have tons of great driving roads around here. Um, they're just often wet, and if you've got oval drive, they're a lot of fun. Be so, fine, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's not getting the cars; it's maintaining them, <laughs> especially with the when you put GT behind it. Yeah, so if you want what for what? <laughs> we were talking earlier down there with that about the fact that he had to pick up some new wheels, and I was like, "Oh, you just buy one." He's like, "No, you have to buy four. I'm like, "Oh, it's like not even the option to just buy two. Okay, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, there's the barrel. Just go ahead and bend over. We're going to give you these wheels, sir. <laughs> so. Porsche problems. Absolutely. They're worth it, though. Absolutely. I need another one. Do you? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, with working with Microsoft and all this, the one question that comes to my mind, Did you have you done work with Forza and all that? That little startup that they've had? Yeah, yeah not, not Forza specifically, no. no. Um, had meetings with them. So we did the, um, uh, the German auto show, the Frankfurt auto show 2019. Um, and had some meetings with them, with with customers at the same time, um, but not actually done any specific work with them themselves. 
That's good. I mean, you know, that it, it shows that you separated yourself and still be in the automotive industry and stay away from one of the largest automotive well, franchises. Well, I was going to say, there's that's a an odd misconception with Microsoft. I've noticed, as, you know, working there myself, is that there's a there is a ton of Microsoft that is not Forza that is in the automotive industry. Yeah. And outside of Ford Sync, people, which is older now, people don't think about that as much. But I mean, all of that connected car, especially with Azure being in the cloud, it all has got to go somewhere. <laughs> There's a lot of Microsoft and cars in the industry that people aren't aware of. It's kind of cool, actually. As the only person probably in this room that's not from Microsoft ever, uh, <laughs> the, uh, I just assume <laughs> you, know, like three of us. you guys get pulled in there. <laughs> like, I know, so... Well, that's good. Good for you. Good well, for Alan runs a tight chip. But yes. I love, we, we've had him on the show as well. That's a great episode. <laughs> yeah, it was rough when he showed up at this GT. It was on the cover of his game. Yeah. So, it's, yeah. <laughs> so Have you seen the new cover car? Yeah. Oh. Uh, but there's two, isn't there? Because it's the AMG and then the, the, the Broncos in the background, I think. Yeah, I knew about the AMG. I didn't yeah, know about I th- that. Well, the I mean, I saw, the, I saw the launch, and, I, when, and when it froze on the cover, I, I thought the Bronco was on there too, but I know it's the, the Mercedes-Benz AMG... So the GT, what is the name of it AMG now? AMG1? AMG1, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did so, see that. I, think I saw it on an automotive blog. Yeah, that comes so, out. Yeah. That's Forza 6, and it's in Mexico. So Yeah. Yeah. So oh, you won't be lying. I was doing those speeds in Mexico. So <laughs> <laughs> looks like it's going to be an incredible game. That just continues to get better and better. It's, it, I, you know, it's one of those things I've always loved Forza, and it's been funny in the fact that it's like, I sit there and I go, I've never driven on Laguna Seca, but I think I could do very well at Laguna Seca because I've I've driven it thousands of times while sitting in my living room eating popcorn. So you, you give me a race car, some popcorn, I'll be good. Yeah. So. As long as a couple of directions are drinking it, you'll be fine. Well, we had a joke when Alan was here because he was talking about, he had, he had, I'm a huge Lego collector, especially the Speed Champions and stuff like that. And they had just done a deal with Lego and he didn't tell me about it. We were t- And then... And so I was joking when it came out, and I was like, I was like the first, this is the first time I've owned a car that's in the game. Like, I had the F4, F40, so, yeah. Nice. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> nice. All right, well, let's take our next break. We'll come back. We'll talk more cars. We'll be right back. Grandpa, what do you call this thing again? It's a 66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. And we're back. Everybody's uh, gone to the bathroom. The whiskeys are refilled, so it's ready to go, right? You've been working uh, with the Porsche Club locally, working with their magazine? Yeah, I got um, roped in two. It's probably a strong word, but uh, <laughs> Jeff twisted Jones, your arm. If he's listening, <laughs> yeah, um, he uh, he invited me to get involved with the editorial team for the local region of the Porsche Owners Club. Um, so the magazine is called Spiel, uh, and great uh, magazine, by the way. Yeah, yeah. There's about four or five of us who are now on the editorial team, um, and we're just trying to evolve the magazine, and you know put more of the focus on the people and the community and that sort of stuff. So um, I've been on involved with about five or six of the uh, the publications now. Um, we've actually got a cover story this week of the, uh, there's a um, turbo in the car park. Oh, yeah. Um, with all the, the lovely wrap of around the world. So. John and Paul Warren, good friends of ours. Jevin Gum, drives with them. Gumballers. Yeah, yeah, gumballers. And John is fast as F on the street. That guy can drive. <laughs> The Porsche community here is incredible, yeah. and uh, they do a good job of highlighting. And what is it with magazines bringing on Brits? Like, um, Avant's <laughs> right. brought on Carl. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's had how many cover shots on Spiel? I have no idea. I mean, <laughs> more than he deserves, of course. You know. 
<laughs> Again, it's about the background. <laughs> so, the guy's sick right now, and you're beating. Oh, this, oh, you should. That's because you he's should a good hear what I say to him in, <laughs> in person. I mean, that's not you know. I offered to get him a nurse. He said no. So, <laughs> what kind of nurse? Well, well he meant she himself. Had a, she had a beard <laughs> <laughs> and one of those wheel brushes for cleaning. <laughs> so you know, yes. we hope Carl gets better, so we can make fun of him more. <laughs> so yeah, there we go. So yeah. yeah, so we've got that actually coming out this week as the cover story um, to that car. So uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, the car it's um, nine eleven turbo and uh, it's got this fantastic wrap, which is a map of. Uh, all the destinations they've done on a, a Gumball. I think it's a yeah. Gumball. It was done by gr- our friends at Gorilla Mad, who we've had on the show. And, of course, uh, John and Paul, like I said, two of the nicest guys we've ever met. Just great couple. Yeah. So. If you, I mean, you, you, you don't ever lead them anywhere. You follow them. Yeah. You know how you feel following them? That's how I felt following you on the monkey run. <laughs> <laughs> He's up there somewhere. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. They drive well within the speed limit. Uh-huh. All the uh-huh. time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And they there have a, a million th- great stories. There was a three and a five in my speed limit. <laughs> That's right, thirty-five, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, did you uh, with that article? Does it is it are you, are you basing it on the car or sort of the experiences they've had with the car? So yeah. So it's actually Sydney who's leading on that one. Sydney Tanner. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, used to be neighbors of that. Yeah, we used to be neighbors. Yeah. Um, but it's it's about the experiences they've had with that car. Sure. So, um, you know, it's a combination of people and the car. Right? Yeah. Um, so we've we've done that. We've 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 done some really interesting stories and some interesting ones coming up. Um, I interviewed a, a local lawyer who has been in uh, Seattle all his life from the fifties, um, and that's coming up soon as well. Which the, the guy has actually worked in Formula One. Um, oh. So when I I got uh, introduced to him, I looked at him on LinkedIn, and it turns out that we have a mutual friend, and it was the partner manager at uh, at what's now Alpine, which was Renault. So um, yeah. Really cool story coming on that. So um, it's just great to be able to you know share some of these stories of local people who own these Porsches and are a part of the club. Um, so there's a lot of people in this world where they chase the automotive world. I feel like the automotive world is chasing you. I'm just gonna be honest. It's like it's like oh yeah, another F1 person, and then Peterson came after me, and then it's like, it's wonderful that that you're being able to share your experiences and kind of sh- share your talents with the world. So. Yeah, Good job. I, mean, I think it's passion. It's just yeah. all about the passion. Yeah. And if you've got enough passion or something, people will gravitate to that passion, right? Like you guys have done with this. Yeah. Well, we try. <laughs> you know, speaking of the Peterson, again, you had another really good story I wanted to hear. Yeah. So um, 2019, I went to Pebble with them. I'd never been to Pebble. Um, I didn't really know what Monterey Car Week was all about. That was my first year as well. Um, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, um, Pebble, not a car week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. Um, so my ignorance again, like I was aware of Goodwood, right? Been to Goodwood, um, knew that there was this car show on a Sunday where everyone judged these fantastic looking cars, but had no idea that there was a whole week leading up to that, if not longer, if you, if you kind of, you know, you're in it for the long haul. Um, so the Peterson invited me to join them for, for the week at Pebble, uh, didn't really know what to expect. And we went through. Uh, a whole week of doing the things that you usually do. I mean, you can never do full car week, can you? Because there's just so much going on. But you can't be in all the places. Yeah. But 19 was when when Greg's car went across the block. I right. Think. Yeah. So yeah. that was a big year. Yeah. yeah. So big auctions. Um, we did things like the Quail, etc. Um, but I think it was the Saturday night I got invited to a dinner, and it was a dinner care of uh, uh, care of Audi. Um, didn't really know what to expect, but they said, "Hey, you know, just dress smart and come along to this dinner." So we arrive at the Spanish Bay um, mm-hmm. Golf Club, and we're having drinks before dinner starts and talking away. And I meet the folks who uh, who uh, own the Road Scholars Group. I don't know if you're familiar with Road Scholars. 
I've heard the name. Why do I know um, the name? It's a big, big Porsche, um, big Porsche group who you know modernize Porsches. They take them to Pikes Peak. They oh restore yeah, yeah. Porsches. Yeah. They, they've won at Pebble in their classes. Yeah. I've been meeting this couple, lovely car people, lovely Porsche people. Uh, the next thing, Stefano Di Macali turns up, who was the head of Ferrari Formula One mm-hmm. at the time. He was the CEO of Lamborghini. A bit of a hero of mine, and like, you know, well, open mouth, you know, try not to say anything stupid, Dan. <laughs> you know, it's like that. <laughs> Never stop me, it's fine. Yeah, this Dan, not that Dan. Um, I've said a lot of stupid shit in front of Stefan Winkleman. He, I don't think he understood it, so it's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> different, different CEO, but yeah. Talk yeah. quickly, yeah. yeah. So, so meet Stefano Di Macali. Um, I then find out that the guest of honor at the dinner is Dr. Porsche. <laughs> so there's 40 of us who then sit down for dinner in this private function and I'm in the same room as Dr. Porsche. <laughs> it's like, okay. Um, we are then asked to all stand up and uh, just just give a you know a two-minute introduction. Oh, it's like the first day of the kindergarten. <laughs> like, go, yeah. my name's Daniel. I want to be a car guy when I grow up. My favorite color is blue. <laughs> sure, okay. Were you there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I was said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So then you're going to have to think, you know, I've got to say something clever or at least have something <laughs> legible and get my words out in the yeah. right order. And yeah. So I, I kind of talk about um, how, you know, I, I felt like that night I'd come full circle doing my internship at Porsche age 17 and then actually meeting Dr. Porsche. Um, and then at the end of the dinner, we, we kind of meet him and, you know, get an introduction. And, you know, I talked to him a little bit about his cars. And um, so in terms lots of, of Audis. He owns <laughs> lots of Audis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They've got horses on That'd the That'd be the great. Then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Dr. Porsche and I own a Chrysler. <laughs> so, yeah. Like a Pontiac Aztec. Exactly. Yeah, Pontiac Aztec. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that would be pretty... I would do that. <laughs> Again, if you have not seen the latest episode of the Grand Tour, go see it. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so life goal, meet Dr. Porsche. It doesn't kind of get much better than that. I mean, obviously, Enzo Ferrari's dead, so. <laughs> yeah, it's about as good as it gets. Yeah. So that, There's a couple of guys wandering around Monterey Carwick that look like him. There's literally, there's one guy that walks around that looks so much like Enzo Ferrari. He comes <laughs> to our events, but yeah. But that's about as close as you'll get. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, you know, I was thinking about uh, the Avance event. Are you going to come down to... Are you an Avance member? I am, yes. Okay, I thought so. We've yeah. got a few of... We got everybody in this room, I think, is an Avance member. That's a good thing. No, I give up mine. It's just... I wasn't getting a lot out of it. And it's just... <laughs> I, I joined late. I hear it's all about the numbers. Is it, that yeah, right? It, it, That's it, right. Yeah, it's, apparently. Where's my number four shirt, Adam? <laughs> I'm just, you have a number four I'm shirt. I'm wearing it out. Oh, okay. I like to wear it to the Avance events just to flex on people. Not well, my arm. I just, I'm just trying to get. Him, I'm still getting him to trying to get him to cancel Diver Dave's membership, and so I can get. Him. Yeah. So yeah, we're good. Yeah. So caffeine and gasoline. You come down. It's Italian Day this Saturday. I'm gonna be in Berkeley. <laughs> That's no excuse. So caffeine wants to be in and Berkeley? gasoline. Yeah. yeah exactly. It's a long way to go, isn't it? Yeah. It's, uh, it's a little bit of a drive. You'll be fine. Yeah. Do you primarily work out of California? Then back and forth. I mean, since when you're not in COVID. <laughs> when the, yeah, when when there was no COVID, I'd spent quite a bit of time down at, at the museum. Um, but uh, but since COVID, you know, all remote. But um, yeah, so up here for the time being, you know. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Audi and Avance, I was going to bring this up earlier, and I totally forgot. Did everybody watch the new Audi commercial that they pulled back? I posted it on the Avance page today. Mm-mm. So. Audi made this commercial, which is fantastic. It's extremely lighthearted. It's a, like, it's a short film. It's not a commercial. It's about 13 minutes long. 
I think the commercial itself or the short film is like eight minutes, and there's a bunch of credits that are hilarious. It takes a lot. I mean, when BMW made films, that oh, was yeah. with Clive, Clive Owen. Those were great films, especially throwing Madonna out the side of an M5. Yeah. So I hope it is it keep up with that that idea. No, it's oh. um, it's just it's the sort of lighthearted fun about Audi, and it's the whole history of Audi, and it's got a ton of drivers in it. Hurley Haywood's in it. Walter Roll, like um, uh, Doug Demuro's in it. I mean, it's like everybody you can think of, and it's fun. The commercial is not serious. Like you see a bunch of really serious, heavy tone commercials these days, and Audi kind of rolled it back and just kind of had this like the fun of having the car. It starts with like a water a water balloon flight between a guy and his kids, and like then just a bunch of different Audi show up. People are kind of like taking cover behind these cars and making a joke of it. Even the racing history and stuff is sort of a a running gag and a joke in it. I'm like, man. It Everybody was, knows the Germans have a great sense of humor. I think that was half of the joke, <laughs> for so, one, <laughs> is that you don't expect to see it. But I was like, I watched it today, and they had leaked it on an automotive blog. And Audi actually recanted the commercial. I have no idea why. If it was a copyright thing or a problem. But everybody I showed it to in a month just loved it. Because it's people just having fun with cars. And we need more of that. Because the automotive industry in general is really fun. Full of really fun people. Well, and, yeah, I want to actually ask you something about the Peterson. Apparently, because you're open now, and there's a lot. There's a new like supercar. So like yeah, Schumacher's M- MC12 is there, and every I mean, like, which yeah. is really rare. Yeah, so there's a few things going on there. So they are open. You have to get tickets in advance. You can't yeah. just rock up um, and get tickets. Um, so they've got the history of the supercar. Um, yeah. Okay. So oh, cool. one of Peter Gleason's cars is down there. Of course. Um, <laughs> is M1. Um, but it goes from you know the Mura all the way through. So they've got Schumacher's uh, uh, Maserati that uh, is basically a rebodied Enzo. Yeah, um, and a little faster. Yeah. <laughs> no, but they're all the, most of them are are white and blue, and his is black. black. Yeah, and yep. it's very rare. Um, they've also got the Holy Grail of uh, Ferrari. Um, and when I was there before the rally, they were moving cars around, and the, the museum was closed. And there is a, a little bit of an outside area, uh, and I went to that floor to look at this collection and they'd moved out an Enzo and an F40 to just this area and it was a great location to take photos and of course no one's around the sun's just coming up it was like 7am um, so you know to see these cars moving and, and being moved around and being able to take photos was pretty cool so that's one exhibit that they've got they've just moved out they had a, a collection of roofs um, and they've just moved those roofs out. Uh, That's RUF listeners, not ROF. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and they've just put in those some nice shingles. They put a new roof on the Peterson. <laughs> yeah, nine six twos. Is it the Porsches? Um, so they've just done a collection of nine six twos. Um, we, each one is individual in its own right. It's got some sort of history, or um, and that's in the vault. So um, y- you've got the the three main floors, and then you've got this basement which is called the vault um it's worth paying the extra to go do the tour of the vault as well absolutely um if you've you know a few mm-hmm. other cars that are down there they've got um uh, oh there's a there's a 962 in a in the car park here as well yep which is pretty cool i was gonna say yeah uh, just for those of you who don't have access to driver's club uh <laughs> yeah go to the peterson <laughs> <laughs> if you, if, and if you can't get down there i mean look for just Google, like, you know, the Peterson Vault, somebody mm-hmm. taking a tour. Because it's everything. It's movie cars. It, like I said, it's the Popemobile. It's yeah. Saddam Hussein's uh, Mercedes. It's, and there's some, one of the, some of the very original Porsches are down there, yep. if not real yeah. close. So um, when the Speedster was imported to the U.S., first of all, it was called the Continental. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've got a Continental. Um, before, I think it was Peugeot who um, 
Peugeot had the rights of any card number with a zero in the middle. So um, the Peugeot 505, right? Such a weird thing um, to have. Yeah. Yeah. So before the 911. So the Z06 is, is Peugeot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. 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 I um, hadn't thought about that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, they've got a, a Porsche with a, a zero in the middle, um, which then became the 911 in terms of. Um, so they've got some pretty cool Porsche down there. Porsche, they got the zero and put a one in it. Yeah. 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 It's, well, it's the German accounting, isn't right? it? Right. <laughs> Nine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they've got a really cool Ferrari down there that. Um, uh, Let's narrow it down. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's one of the original. Well, they've got the very first one. Yeah. Um, but that sometimes gets debated around whether it was the first one or not. But right. everyone that I speak to believes it's the first one. It was um, one of those things where I think Enzo Ferrari painted the shields on a on an Alpha kind of thing and made one of the first Ferraris. Correct. I don't know about that. I thought that was one. I thought that it may, may be a different car. Yeah. That was that was one that used to actually be up here too. But I thought I know the one you're talking about. The is it the 16 mm or yeah the, that, yeah kay. that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, but the one I was thinking of was the one that uh, Henry Ford the second ordered. So um, this was around the time of Ford versus Ferrari. And um, he ordered a, there's, there's this kind of misbelief that he was given it. He wasn't given it, he ordered it. And the, the Ford family ordered this car and Enzo wanted it to be very special. So when you look at it, it's got white wall wheels, for example. Um, and it's, it's said to be the design cues were taken from that to create the Ford Thunderbird. Huh. So you look at the this you can see the sort of DNA and where they came about. Um, so that's down there. Where did that go down here? I was going to say, that's before he pissed <laughs> off Enzo. Right. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Off and yeah. yeah. They've got a Jaguar that was owned by Steve McQueen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys have seen that. The, yeah. um, it's the, ra- the road version of the, a- of the D-Type, the, the SS, I think. Um, yeah. So that's, that's pretty special. Do um, you know Kiki, by the way, Wolfgo? Uh, I met her at the launch of... We did a... Um, McQueen made me think of it. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know her personally, but I think she's part of the Halo group or whatever. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. So there's a... <laughs> big part. <laughs> yeah. There's a big launch. There was a big launch a few years ago where we, there was a life-size warthog in the yeah. museum and a HoloLens. So you could put on this, this virtual reality HoloLens and look at the warthog, etc. And for the launch, um, there was also a DeLorean from the film. Um, and the film was created by Robert Zemeckis and Bob, Bob Gale, I think. Mm-hmm. Back to the Future. Um, back yeah. to the Future. Yeah. yeah. And Bob Gale was there that night. Oh. Um, so I managed to get a picture of me, the DeLorean, and Bob Gale, which is pretty cool. <laughs> That's but pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but I met her at that launch because they'd given the, the walk to the god, Is it her godfather? No. Who was it? Uh, I think so. It was her godfather, I think. Well, or, or Steve McQueen was at her dad's wedding. He I was think. the best man at her dad's wedding. He was the best man. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. So. Yeah. yeah. You want to talk cars with somebody? Talk to her. Talk to Kiki yeah. at work. She yeah. will. She is one of the coolest people you'll ever meet. <laughs> you guys have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't been to the Peterson, we we haven't talked about it a lot, but it is incredible. And if you're of the younger generation, and I, um, Tavares has got his uh, orange Lamborghini from La- La- Fast and the Furious that's in there that he fully restored and things like that. So the, the collection, it's obviously all it's it, it's a lot like LeMay because they're linked, of course. Yeah, it's constantly changing. So yes, yeah, yeah. And if you can't get down to LA, get down to Tacoma. Yeah, that's one of the things, like, the museums of today, the writing of today, I was actually going to touch on that with the Spiel lately. Spiel has taken a big turn. For those of us who grew up, I grew up with Spiel because my brother was a Porsche guy growing up. He had his little 914, which at the time was nothing, and now is like, man, I wish I had a 914 because that would be worth a fortune. Uh, But then I had my 944. Like, we've had Spiel our whole lives, and it's really, uh, publications in general, I've noticed, 
are starting to get it again. And Spiel has done great. Avant's Magazine, of course, uh, which you've seen a bunch of Carl's work in there. It's nice to have something you can hold. It is nice. Exactly. It's <laughs> nice something you can hold. A physical magazine. And so. the stories are starting to get a lot more interesting. Like you said, they're talking about the people more and the stories. And that's what I think are drawing people in. Is it's, it's cluing into these experiences and putting them in print and seeing in your hands. We should do a podcast about the people of cars. Like, not about the cars, but more about the people. We that'd should do good, that. That'd be a good idea. That's probably yeah. a good idea. Yeah, okay. There's probably well, some success we'll, to Write that down. Yeah. I'm around <laughs> if you write that, write that down. Okay, yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> Let's do it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, if you want to copy a spiel uh, or you want to check one out, uh, check out your local Porsche dealer. Actually, there's usually one there. Uh, easy to find. I know Porsche Bellevue had them when I had been in for service. And uh, I think Cantrell, a couple of good people. Pretty much most of the folks that advertise in the magazine get copies. So, right. So group you know, two. Chris is German. Yeah, Chris is German. Yeah, yeah it's a catch-22. I'd have to have the magazine to see who advertises in the magazine. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, check out the latest stuff in spiel. It's good stuff. And yeah. I'm glad to hear you're a part of that because obviously we knew Carl was and we support anything he's in. He's a part of everything. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> well, he'll he, be running F1 in no well, time, which it. is I'm good with. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we've, he said earlier what a small world it was, and we've been preaching that forever. Like, it, it doesn't do you no good to make enemies in the car world because you're going to cross paths a hundred times after you pissed each other off. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of funny. Um, no. <laughs> uh, I got to give a shout out to Exotics. Uh, classic car, sh- like, it, when people think of classic car shows, they think of like uh, drive-ins at Triple X with a bunch of fifty-seven chefs, which still cool, still fun. I love seeing them, but you've kind of seen them, seen one, you've seen them all. That is not the case at Exotics. So when they do Classic Car Week, you see everything from pre-war Duesenbergs and Cords to like one-off <laughs> Ferraris. I mean, I don't know what is what the the one that Greg built brought, but there was two of them. What what did what what did Greg build? The Bugattis? No, it was a it was an open top roadster. There were they were you were there. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but uh, it looked incredible. Yeah, no, I just had to give a shout out. They put yeah. on a hell of a show, and last weekend was packed. I saw a ton of amazing photos. I had a ton of work to do, so I didn't make it uh, like actual work work. But uh, it was it was a great event, and thank you to those guys for keep putting that on every week. Those those poor volunteers, we know firsthand, work. A lot. And so if you haven't been to Exotics or Urban Town Center, it is not your your normal... Yeah, Dan and I are still in therapy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For a lot of reasons, but Exotics is some of it. So Yeah, yeah. those 10,000 yeah. steps a day are their first two hours of that show. Yep. So got to give a shout out to those guys. Um, which is not over. They're still going on. The weather's been on their side. So there will be more Exotics this Saturday, though. Again, we've talked about it. Caffeine and gasoline at Griot's Garage. Of course, we will be there from... That's early. That's 8 to 10. So not a very long show. Which is a long. We'll be the drive. ones that are asleep from about mm, seven thirty to eight forty-five. Yeah, <laughs> so we got to get in there early, set up our tent, but we will have mm-hmm. swag. You can see our new limited edition T-shirts that we got from the Monkey Rally. We'll see. You guys can check those out. So yeah, we'll have those. Which are we got to <laughs> shout out to Salvo Designs because uh, that was a fun one. And then uh, called us idiots. No, <laughs> yeah. no, yeah. I don't know where I got the from. So when I think we were talking about the the we were talking about the rally. Nobody's seen it. I mean, but yeah, yeah nobody's seen it. Yeah. But you guys will laugh when, yeah. you, when you see it because I use that quote in the, in the yeah. logo yeah. of everybody told us you guys are idiots. <laughs> You're gonna ride how many miles on monkeys? I can't wait to do it again. But they, to be fair, they've been calling us idiots long before that. Right. Mostly the response is, and? Like, yeah. yeah. Like a badge of honor, Tell me it? something I don't know, right? Yeah. So, it's like, yeah. we might be, but we're having more fun. Exactly. <laughs> which is what matters. And then, of course, uh, Dirtfish Summer Vest, which I know you'll be at. Yeah. So you'll see us there with our tent. Uh, that is the 12th from 11 to 4. We will be there a little early and a little late. I will make the five-minute drive from home. And... Uh, <laughs> 
you want to stay at my house? So yeah, I think you feel better. Okay. Well, <laughs> no, we're gonna. I think we're we're gonna have a fun booth. I think uh, we're gonna bring the monkeys out. I think yep. we'll have a couple of monkeys there, and maybe we may we may actually have a car in the booth this year. So we'll yep. see. Yeah, Come a supercar in our Rain City supercar booth. Who knew? Weird, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have some off-road vehicles, some supercars. We've got a lot of friends stopping by. Well, and I think uh, they're also. I noticed Dirtfish said they're gonna they're gonna open up the the Avance off-road track to people that can go out there yes. and ride and drive around, which is a lot of fun if you haven't done it. So. Yeah. yeah, and if you uh, want to give Brandon Ben Powell, who we haven't shouted out enough to today, who probably is still sober for some reason after listening to this. You know, I saw Garov finally met Brandon Ben Powell. <laughs> that was hilarious. And he said it three or four. He said it twice, I think, and, he, and Brandon didn't drink. And I, th- I finally realized that Brandon Ben Powell is, is a lot like Beetlejuice. You have to say it three times, and then he starts drinking in front of you. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. so come say hi to them. And then, of course, Radwood, uh, which is the 19th. Going to be a huge event. 11-4 will be there for that as well. That's going to be cool. Oh, I haven't gotten my out- outfit yet. Uh, there is um, there's some other stuff coming. Speaking of MC12s, uh, mm-hmm. the Salem collection. Even if you're from here, you should drive down and see that collection. It is amazing. That is the Brothers Collection in Salem, Oregon. Um, exotics. It's in a, Yeah, if you're an advanced member, sign up for that. It's absolutely worth it. I'm going to jump ahead to one that's a ways out, but I want people to plan for it. That is Wagon Fest. And being sponsored by Avance, it's surprising that that would go hand in hand. But it does. He's begging me to bring the cross track, and I'm like, just calm down, Adam. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's like it's just it's my Subaru. You can't have it, right? So, I yeah, know. Yeah, it comes to exclusive and rare Subaru wagons are where it's at. <laughs> Mine's rare. <laughs> None of those in the Northwest. <laughs> oh no, it's reddish, not rareish. Sorry, there's a difference. Yeah, sorry. But yeah, we are going to be at that checking it out. I don't know if we'll have our tent up there or not, but I, I'm actually really excited to go to that because I love wagons and Avants. Where's it at this year? It's a dirt fish. Is it dirt fish? Okay, all right. That's fair. That's fair. I didn't know. Boy, so. damn, we're seeing you at more events. That's so That's weird. Good. I'm like, yeah, it's because I can walk. <laughs> Most of the events at Dirtfish, Dan will be drinking because he can walk home. <laughs> yeah. I'll probably ride the skateboard down to that one. If we're not going to set up our booth, I'm just going to throw on the skateboard and Got it. Uh, yeah. put it in the office there at Dirtfish. Because <laughs> I know some people. Ah, I see. Okay. I'll well, that's chain good. it to a tree. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I want to see it too. I put it, yeah, put the chain around the wheel, Dan. <laughs> it's got hollow spokes. It would work. Uh-huh, sure. <laughs> That's like when I locked my bike up at the, the monkey, and my, one of the guys walks by and goes, "You know, you could just pick that up." And I was like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. You know, it's an oddly heavy motorcycle, by the way. It is an oddly heavy. People because it's so small, people assume it's super light, but it, it's not because it's cheap. I keep trying to like pull it up and like wheelie it. Well, not while I'm on it, like just to move it places. It does not work. Yeah, it's like 225 pounds. Yeah. And as I've told anybody, you what you pay for in motorcycles is weight reduction. Yeah, that's like all of it. It's an awkward 225 because it's all like low slung weight. Too. Yeah, it's this so. little cube of mass. <laughs> I had, I was I rode uh, on Sunday. I went, rode to my parents' house and. My mom's, my mom's, okay, but she's, no, my mom does not like motorcycles. She never has, she, and, and and I get there, and she knows about the monkeys and things like that, and she's like, did you ride that here? And I was like, yeah, I was like, it's back roads. Why would you do that? And I was like, well, let me see. Gas is $5 a gallon. The Subaru barely gets 22 miles a gallon, and I can go 200 miles on the monkey, and my dad goes, makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, get a monkey. Save the environment. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. If you ever, you've never laughed more on a motorcycle than riding a monkey. Oh, yeah, I was, like, that's why I was, some guy was on the hot sidewalk just pointing and laughing at me. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay. You're like, so, I'm laughing at myself. Yeah, Bring exactly. it on. Ha, 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 ha. Don't make me go to more therapy. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> poor, 
<laughs> Daniel's sitting here going, what the hell did I get it? I'm respected in the car community. Why did I do this? <laughs> you can edit it, right? They all warned me. <laughs> We're here to change that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you talk about being blacklisted. <laughs> good luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. Any good events this year we're looking forward to coming up? I mean... Well, the, the Dirtfish event... Um, the Bonsfest? Yeah. Not uh, a Bonsfest. The Summerfest, Summer yeah. Summerfest, yeah. Uh, I love what they do at Dirtfish. It's, uh, you know, I'm going to sign up when it gets to more winter... To, to go and do the the track experience yeah. and um, so that, that's the one for me. That, um, that's one of the best things about Dirtfish. You're like, oh, the weather's terrible. This is going to be great. <laughs> you got to love the rimmers. Like they have done so much for the rally world, let alone the car world. And uh, Steve's one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Like his whole family is just great. Josie's great. Like it's just yeah. Yeah, uh, and you had Justin on the show. We had Josie uh, on the show actually. Um, but Justin, who worked on the filming. Of his collection, so oh yeah, uh, yeah Justin yeah. Osman, yeah, yeah. Um, so I worked with Justin on that. So uh, Steve was kindly enough to bring all his cars out and mm-hmm. and put them in the big uh, the big barn they've got there, and we filmed it for a, a future event. So that was pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, and we've had uh, there. I don't know what Trevor's uh, is he marketing or media director. Media director. God, did you see some of the videos he shot with Travis Pastrana? Travis Pastrana. <laughs> you say Pastrami? it, Dan. yeah, that too, yeah. <laughs> and the and his and the, the Subaru WRC. I don't know where he filmed it. Um, I'll I will have to grab the Rivian f- video and throw it up. It's an incredible video to watch. Yeah. Like, I think he's just won the championship, isn't he? Yep, yep, yeah. yeah it's cool. uh, his co-driver. Uh, Re- love her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> absolutely love her. Yeah, yeah, she's got a great Instagram. But yeah, yeah. Uh, great women co-drivers in the world right now. By the way, I've seen a lot of those. It can be done. A guy can drive. A woman can navigate. And you can actually get somewhere. <laughs> Much better because luck with a woman navigating. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Because say. he listens. Yeah, you won't yeah. listen. Take a left up here. Okay. That's a tree. <laughs> she would be great on the show. I've been dying to get her on the show. She's, I've met her uh, a couple of times uh, just through various events and I ended up having uh, drinks with her and the crew from Dirtfish one time and just what a riot. Once the restraining order comes off. Right. I mean, we're know, all over it. It's, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right now, she can't come anywhere near us, and she knows why. Stop <laughs> asking me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we hope we see you all out at um, the dirt, any of the Dirtfish events or any of the Vaughn's events. We're at all of them. Or come out the Saturday to Caffeine and Gasoline. You said lots of Italians down there. That's going to be a hell of a show. Betcha Diver Dave shows up for that one. Unlike volunteering at Exotics. Don't you get me started on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just sent it for the shirt. I don't very often compliment Diver Day, but the shots he had of his new Porsche and his beautiful girlfriend. Tinkerbell. F- f- yeah. Not the girlfriend, the car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. That's yeah. the car's name. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so incredible. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank you for taking time and being here. I'm sure the F1 or somebody or Peterson needs you. Uh, so <laughs> it's good to, it was a pleasure to meet you. Uh, you know, so uh, for this episode of Rain City Supercars, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. And don't just get there. Enjoy the drive. <laughs>